Welcome back to the Speedy Aerocast. I am your co-host, Dan Morin. And boy, we are spanning some worlds this week. And I can think of no finer people to have at my side uh, with me on this endeavor than Guy English. Uh, it's great to be here. And John Moltz. I am the star of the Speedy Aerocast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, you guys sound different. I don't know what, what what what's wrong. I don't understand. Wait, you're are you John or Guy? <laughs> I'm John. I'm John. Uh, Guy. I'm, oh God! Uh, <laughs> All right, we got to go to Earth thirty eight and sort this out. Uh, <laughs> is that where Snell is going to just like use his superpowers to make everything right? Yeah, that's exactly what happens there. That's what happens. Uh, all right, we are, of course, here to discuss this year's annual CW superhero crossover event entitled Elsewords. Elsewords? That's not right. Elsewords. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, that's how mind-bending we, this episode of this uh, podcast is going to be, folks. That's when, we, that's when we print it out and fax it to our readers. <laughs> this is, right. this is started very well. Uh, Elseworlds. Right. Uh, which spanned, of course, uh, started on The Flash, went to Arrow, and then concluded in a special Tuesday Supergirl episode. And we're mm-hmm. going to just discuss the whole thing at a run, uh, because it's really, I think, again, kind of like, uh, we'll get into it. Uh, yeah, it's one story overall. So, you know, let's just, let's talk about well, the wait, whole thing. Wait, uh, you missed a Legends tie-in, which is <laughs> all of Legends, all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say this uh, in in tone. This borrows a lot from Legends of Tomorrow's last season or two, um, with some exceptions, which I'm sure we'll get into. But you know, whatever your name is, John Multer Guy English, I don't I don't know who you are. But you said you would do the recap, so you can you can take it away. Take it away, guy. uh, You're always the best at these. (laughs) It's going to be really long. I hope you understand that because I do really long uh, recaps. So, um, so we start out with a you know we saw this scene before the old school Flash. John Wesley Ship is the only survivor of Earth ninety because the Monitor has used some book to destroy everybody or something or other. He, uh, uh, (laughs) sorry, it's starting very (laughs) well. My my uh, my 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 notes are already screwed up. Um, He goes to John. You you are doing guy so well. <laughs> fight fight fight. We're like we're five minutes into my recap and we've done like part of the first scene. This is actually working out way better than we planned. <laughs> uh, I really thought you we were gonna drop a bit after the interview, but it's, I, that's I, what, I did, what I did was I said in, instead of instead of uh, goes, I typed does. So but he goes to Dr. John Deegan on Earth One and gives him the book and tells him to do something with it. And then we see Oliver waking up as Barry Allen. He's got to stop a diamond heist and accidentally activates a robot somehow. He goes to see Barry, who's uh, in his life, and Barry has to suit up as the Green Arrow to stop a word soup of arrow enemies. And Oliver shows up to help. Barry hits the salmon ladder, and then they get back to Star Labs. But their friends don't believe them and lock them in the pipeline. They escape by backing up the toilet, which apparently does exist in the pipeline, uh, or maybe Maybe they added it because they've listened to this podcast. Maybe it only anyway, exists in the alternate too universe. Easily. <laughs> Barry convinces Iris that he's him and not Oliver, and she gives him the universe jumpy 
button thing so they can go see Kara, who is hanging out at the Kent farm with Clark and Lois. Back on Earth-1, Amazo breaks out of the lab, that's the robot, and steals uh, Killer Frost and Vibe's powers. The super friends uh, jump back in time to fight Amazo, but Amazo copies their powers too. Cisco makes a virus to destroy Amazo, and the super friends hold Amazo steady while Barry has to shoot it into him for some reason instead of just walking up and plugging it into him. <laughs> and uh, they say the city, also, he, whatever. He, he, he's, he uses the magic spell when he shoots the arrow. He tells Amazo that he yes, spells it. That's right. Yeah. He uh, has to deliver Oliver's that. line. Uh, Cisco vibes the monitor and Oliver sees he's in Gotham so uh, they're on their way to Gotham City baby. Uh, Diggle and Argus are facing off against so now we're into uh, the Arrow episode is that right? Yes. Yep. Um, and uh, they're facing off against Deathstroke's son and losing until Barry, Oliver, and Kara show up and save them. They want Curtis and Felicity to figure out why they're switching while they, uh, while they go to the Gotham. And even though they have, they're not telling Felicity about the switch, I guess she's supposed, they're supposed to figure out the lightning storms. When they get there... The, some bad guys try to <clears throat> shake them down. Barry takes down the leader and then and using his Oliver powers. And the police show up and arrest them all. Cisco and Caitlin come to help Felicity and Curtis and Caitlin let it slip about the body swap. Because, you know, lies always work out so well on this show. Somebody posts bail for Oliver, Cara, and Barry. And they get a ride to meet Kate Kane. With her help, they figure out the guy in Cisco's vision is Deegan, or one of the guys in Cisco's vision is Deegan, who uh, works at Arkham Asylum. The science team, uh, meanwhile, opens up the portal, and uh, John Wesley's ship pops out and warns them about the book. They go to tell Oliver, Kara, and Barry. The team infiltrates Arkham, and Oliver and Diggle confront Deegan, who tells them that he was trying to switch himself with Barry, and he screwed it up, apparently. He lets all the patients out as a distraction and fight, fight, fight. Killer Frost faces off against Mrs. Freeze, and Psycho Pirate knocks out Barry. Batwoman shows up and stops him, exhibiting some amazing bat skills. Supergirl gets the book, but Deegan escapes. Oliver and Barry come to help Killer Frost, but Oliver accidentally knocks over Scarecrow's gas. Oliver sees Barry as Reverse Flash, and Barry sees Oliver as Malcolm Merlin. Fight, fight, fight. Character exposition, character exposition, character (laughs) exposition. Until Batwoman shows up and stops them. They head back to Argus. The portal opens and John Wesley's ship finally comes out all the way. The monitor is here and the heroes go to meet him. He zaps away John Wesley's ship someplace and tells them there's something else coming that's more dangerous than him. And he's testing them for that fight. He returns the book to Deegan, who then resets the universe completely, making Oliver and Barry unpowered bad guys and diaz a cop who comes to arrest them oliver and barry escape but a black clad superman stops them then we go to supergirl turns out dark superman is deegan they escape by pulling the old bad guy trick of putting some civilians in danger and making Superman save them or capture them. Uh, so he decides to save the civilians. Superman goes back to a reinvented Star Labs and he has Kara trapped in the pipeline. Uh, Alex also works for Deegan. Barry and Oliver. Is any, is any of this making any sense? Yeah, Barry yeah, and Oliver. Great. Great. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm relaying it accurately. I'm just asking if any of that makes any sense. <laughs> Barry and Oliver are looking for Cisco and get zapped uh, to talk to the Monitor, who tells them uh, survival will only be achieved by knowing your true selves. They go to look for Cisco at a bar where Gary is the bartender and Jimmy Olsen is the muscle. Barry says he knows Dante, so Cisco starts to listen. They get Cisco to vibe them to Earth 38 and Superman. Superman, Kara, 
uh, and Superman. Uh, Carl is then able to gain Alex's trust by showing uh, she knows her. She lets her go, but Superman and Diggle and Killer Frost are there waiting for them to stop them. Fortunately, Cisco immediately vibes in with Superman, Barry, and Oliver. Superman <laughs> takes out Deegan, and Oliver takes on Killer Frost and Diggle. Uh, Barry, Kara, and Alex go get the book in the time vault. Kara can't figure out how to use it, so she takes it to Clark. He starts fixing reality, but Deegan captures Barry and threatens to break his neck. Oliver could kill him with a kryptonite arrow, but Barry stops him uh, to sort of save his soul kind of thing. Deegan gets the book back and starts rewriting reality again. Barry and Kara are going to slow down time. I didn't quite get all this by going real fast uh, in a flashback to the original Superman movie. But Clark says that will kill them because he saw it in the book. Oliver goes to see the monitor. He says he thinks that he's uh, not testing them to see if they're strong enough. He's testing them to see if they're good enough. And Oliver says he doesn't think that he's good enough, but that Barry and Kara are, and so they deserve to live. Superman confronts Deegan, who summons a Mazo, but suddenly Lois, Brainiac, and Martian Manhunter pop in. Fight, fight, fight! Run, run, run! Oliver shows up with a blue arrow and hits the book with it. There's a denouement on Earth-38 as they go back home. The people who belong there go back home. uh, Turns out Clark and Lois are expecting, and Clark is hanging up his cape for a while. Later at the Fortress of Solitude, Clark proposes to Lois. Oliver and Barry are kicking back a couple of beers. Oliver gets a call from Batwoman. Turns out Deegan has made a friend in Arkham, and it's Psycho Pirate, who teases Crisis on Infinite Earths. Coming in 2019. (laughs) 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 Nicely done, I have to say. I think you covered, you hit the high points. Uh, Ten minutes, I think, is pretty good for three shows. Yeah, no, (laughs) I'm impressed with with your work there. Uh, Wow, there is a lot to unpack in these three Mm -hmm. episodes. A couple things I want to say off the top about the structure. One, this was not quite as seamlessly crossover as, say, last year, where they really made it its own thing, separate from the shows, kind of. This year, it was more like there were individual episodes of each show within it that linked together, which was fine. I was okay with it. Like, the first episode, kind of with a mezo, was almost self-contained except for like the larger arc of like oh sort what's of, going yeah. on right but like they had like a bad guy right and they There's fought him and they yeah, won. Right, right, right. and uh yeah same sort of with the second episode a little bit um and so they made it more like three connected chapters rather than like one huge movie kind of um and i thought i thought it still worked really well i thought they nailed the best part of this by far is the fact that it is funny as hell in the first two, at least the first two episodes. <laughs> uh, the body swap thing is hilarious. And I have to say, I don't know about you guys, my favorite moment, top moment in the entire crossover is Oliver shooting, or uh, Barry shooting Oliver in the back with the remote control console <laughs> and laughing like yeah. a loon at it. <laughs> because I, I like the salmon ladder, personally. The salmon ladder was also that's the good. Thing, I think that's the thing that you would do. Like, if you suddenly got zapped into Oliver Queen's body, you're, the first thing you're going to do is the salmon ladder. I just, I laughed so much at him being like, where the, you know, Oliver's like, where's the remote control cosmos? And Barry's like, I'm not you. <laughs> and then, of course, shoots with the crossbows anyways, and then laughs and laughs and laughs. It was <laughs> hilarious. And then that includes the bit where doesn't Lois say that Oliver's a dick? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. He calls him a jerk. Yeah. But I swear to God, that 
There was a few times during these episodes when I'm like, look, they're just listening to this show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, like, I don't know if you are anybody. Uh, <laughs> we really enjoy all of these shows. We really do. I know we keep kidnapping your boss. It's probably bad. We should probably stop. But man, I think we just had a lot of fun with this and, and all of the little weird things that we picked out, seeing them in these episodes was great because I just love that they're self-aware enough of what they're creating that, that there's, they can make a joke about the toilet. Right. Yeah, exactly. It takes a step. It took a step back kind of from everything in the show. Right. Yeah. They examined all of the conceits that they had. Oliver's a grump, uh, like uh, Barry's basically a goofball. Like the, they examined it all, and they just—it was meta commentary. Like they took the time to do this Crisis on Infinite Earth thing to look at their characters and look at the way they set up the shows and have a little fun with it. And, and I, it's, I couldn't it, be happier. And much like this, this season of Arrow has been a callback to previous seasons. This is sort of a callback to the origin of both Barry and Oliver mm-hmm. in that yeah. they, they examine each other's perspective and, um, and they even make reference to like the first time that, you know, like the, th- when Oliver told Barry to wear a mask and I mean, all that stuff. And yeah. like, the, I mean, the arrows in the back. Yeah. Was yeah, that. that was a right. pretty powerful scene at the time. It was like, look, you're an idiot, you're super powered, but I'm still gonna show you <laughs> that you're gonna screw up. And during that crossover, he did screw up a lot. Uh so it was fun to see it turned on its head. I yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you guys totally. I think that it does a nice job of reminding us who these characters are fundamentally and you know showing us that even though they are very different as characters they have a rapport they have a friendship that is honest and you know believable and and yeah yeah it it makes uh, it makes a lot of sense it goes really well together and i think that there's just you know it does embrace the fun of the superhero and that's what a crossover should be right like you know right. i think that's right. what we all enjoy about when you know once a year when they throw all these characters together that we're going to not worry too much about the plots that are ongoing on everybody's show. And instead we're just going to enjoy stupid shenanigans. What happens if the green arrow and the flash switch bodies? <gasps> like, you know, this is all, this is, and this is what else worlds originally is, right? Like it's the DC line, whereas kind of the Marvel had what if, right? Like, and this is kind of DC's equivalent of what if was like, let's just have something ridiculous happen. Like the flash and green arrow switching bodies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. The- there are things that uh, that I did not enjoy that 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 annoyed me. Um, overall, this was just such a big package of fun that I just want to make that very clear up front. At the same time, like when Ollie gets shot in the back and he's just such a dick about it, like he he goes on, he basically pouts and then comes back and it's like, "I'm sorry, I was pouting." And it's like the it's annoying. I didn't yeah. need that. I it could have done. It could have been short circuited. But fine, fine. <laughs> Everything is so over the top. Like, none of the motivations of the like all they just. Why do they decide to lie to Felicity? Because they do. Oh yeah, that right. Like, that, there's a bunch me, of that things made, that, that I mean. That's another thing that made no sense. Yeah, yeah. there are a bunch of things that would exactly that would like be small emotional moments that would have like a bit of a nuance to them that they're like. Screw it, we're doing it live, and they just go way <laughs> well, over the top. Yeah. And, and I will say, I, I agree with you that the line to Felicity yeah. scene is annoying, but I really liked the resolution they reached in I this episode. I loved it. Yes, which is where I wanted to go with that. Yeah. So, yeah. They I, set up a bunch yeah. of stuff, but it's paid off in with nuance and, and, and interesting things. 
what they they sort of need to compress the uh uh the conflict part of it like it just random yeah. stuff happens for no good yeah. reason but they do pay it off with like little gems of these character moments that i really appreciate right. yeah and i think in the, the felicity example in particular i think some of that was a shortcut for people who haven't necessarily been watching arrow well that's rope. yeah i guess that's what i was wondering it's like a, that's okay like they're, f- they're fighting and we're going to um, exemplify that by having him lie about this just so that we can have a resolution to tie it together right rather than have a resolution of the oliver lies a lot right rather than have a resolution to the argument they had last week that you may not have seen yeah and his his resolution to felicity was touching and good and like it in in a lot of ways we're we're he's being uh more mature or or sort of better at this relationship than he than she is at this point but kind of right now i would right I well would right say. now especially yeah i mean this is basically a really screwed up episode but yeah it seems that way right now yeah yeah, yeah. um i i also really enjoyed the I, i'm kind of curious to see how this shakes out and that's what also makes this interesting which we'll go into in a little bit is that in some ways this whole crossover is a setup right like uh we're getting some stuff here that i think will be spun out through not only the rest of the season but also next year um in terms of seeing how these characters progress but i love the exchange of views that not only oliver and barry have to exchange powers but also have to look at it as you said guy from the other's point of view like barry talking about being happy when he runs and oliver talking about channeling his darkness into like the arrows and how they have to like kind of switch a little bit in order to do it and so from our perspective, I think it's definitely delightful to see Oliver as having to be more like Barry, right? Like, particularly for me, the scene at the end of that first episode where, you know, Barry shoots the Amazo with the arrow, Oliver just gives him a thumbs up at the end. And Stephen Amell <laughs> I love that. so damn goofy in the flash suit, and yet they also just roll with it, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I love how goofy Amel looks in that flash suit. When, when I, we saw stills of this before it came out, and I was yeah. like, man, that, that looks horrible. But seeing it work, I was like, this is it's just perfect. He just looks goofy and uncomfortable and like totally out of his element. And it's, it's great. Yeah. And kudos to those actors too, right? I mean, I love everything about, you know, Oliver, who is just so used to being in control, can't quite master the super speed <laughs> and keeps yeah. overshooting and like not, and like shooting lightning and, you know, getting robots or breaking all the fear. Like he's not competent at that in a way that like he were used to him being hyper competent at things. Right. Right, and it's so nice to see him do a little bit of humor every now and then. Yes, because he's got the chops. Oh, he's definitely got the chops. Uh, It's just often like a it's it's often a wry humor. Yes, you know, it's like a Mm -hmm. like an offhand comment or like a little like a little look. But this is just pure out goofball. Like I, I'm in such a weird situation here that I don't know what's going on. And he 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 plays it well. It it works really well. It's nice. Um, I was not so enthused with uh, Barry as Green Arrow getting angry. Like, this is another one of those compressed conflict issues where, why does Barry suddenly get dark? Like, and then he's got that conflict with Iris. Yeah. And she's like, don't, don't turn into the Green Arrow just because now you have to shoot an arrow. Like, it happens too fast and I don't care. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's part. It's the con- it's the whole conceit. It's the right, whole it's like exactly. it's the other universal conceit. So it's the other side of the scale, right? Like it's like there's... I think like you have to you have to just particularly with like a crossover episode, you know, set of episodes like this every year. Like you, some of this stuff is real shorthand, and you have to go okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to accept it and and go, go along for the ride. Even though I think, yeah, I mean, some of it's ham-fisted in, in its delivery. But it's just, it's this this stuff is most is much more for fun. I treat these, I treat these episodes a little bit differently than like yeah. a regular episode. Oh, yeah, I agree. D- definitely. I mean, one of my first clues was when we saw Ivo Industries. I'm like, wait a second. The Ivo was the boat that they were stuck on in season no, two. No, the, the Amazo was the boat. Ivo was oh, the doctor. Ivo was the dude, and the boat <laughs> was the Amazo. Yes. And I'm like, wait. I, I, just... Actually, it's Ivo's monster. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good well, actually. That's a good, good work. Um, first of all, Amazo is such a terrific villain. Yeah. Uh, it sort of got really short shift but uh i just i like it as a concept uh but the fact that they reuse those a lot of uh, i was dizzy for a lot of these uh i was never really sure what earth we were on we were on earth one most well, of the time right yeah right but people were saying stuff that it doesn't well, a lot like of it, it didn't make cl- sense. <laughs> people said stuff that was like you wouldn't know that necessarily unless you yeah. were from here well so, and so that's i mean like and even the basic premise i mean isn't uh the monitor going around and testing universes to find people in that universe who are strong enough to fight i mean i got the impression that he was testing universe by universe except in this case he's testing two universes at the same time well only doesn't, maybe doesn't they were seem the first... to acknowledge that really nobody wow. seems to say anything about that and and yet they you know they compared to poor poor earth 90 uh they they cheated <laughs> well wait so, earth they, 90 they... didn't cheat uh, uh john wesley harding was the the first one to break the the barrier <laughs> and <laughs> john i love that you're basically the only person that's going to ever hear this that Knows the John Wesley Harding reference. <laughs> it's just you and me, buddy. We're all alone on this island. Sad. It's you and it's me sad. on this island. <laughs> um, but he seems to be the only guy. Like he he creates the 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 paradox effectively, right? And then just gets winked out of existence for no good reason. Well, and I assume it's hard to say, obviously, but like I assume that maybe some of those universes got reset after they failed. Um, but it's, we don't know for sure. You're totally right. Like, I kind of assume that he got zapped back to Earth-90 and that Earth-90 was maybe reset to its prior to its test or whatever. But again, Mm because, like, the Monitor is not, he's not really a villain. Right. He's a, he's one of those all-powerful, like, super omniscient characters, right? Like, um, and he has his anti-monitor counterpart, which, you know, will become relevant, I'm sure. Uh, right, but but he, so the monitor and anti-monitor, you would suppose that they are equal and opposite, right? Yeah. But he specifically says that something much, much more powerful is coming. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, we don't, we don't know the entire, uh, yeah. We don't know about, this is really the first time we've gotten into, I mean, we've always had the multiverse thing, but we haven't really gotten to the cosmology of the multiverse. And in, I mean, in fact, right. I think in the past, you know, they've, they've retconned a couple times how many earths there are, right? Like, because in the past they had said there were like 52. 
and yeah, then fifty two plus two. Yeah, and right. then there's Earth Earth ten or Earth X or whatever. <laughs> Earth X. iPhone right. Earth X. Uh, and <laughs> and now there's at least uh, there's, there's there's Earth X XS. Yeah, and Earth, Earth XR. XR. Uh, <sighs> and at least now there's there's ninety of them now. Um, which I assumed was mainly a joke about that being from the nineties. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that could be. It took me a minute I, to so, realize yeah. why they had chosen to do that. I think it's because it's that and there are there's there are multiple Smallville references both in terms of the references. Uh, they basically they just run the, the entire song, which was hilarious. Yeah. So when they did that in when they go to the farm, which I think the is farm. the okay. same. See, I didn't ever watch I never watched Smallville, but they did I, they I did watched, several like, like you know, original I think it's Flash. actually the it's the same. You will not be surprised to know that I watched most of those seasons. Oh boy, and it was like ten of them. And <laughs> yeah, you know what? Right? They were terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, I believe that's the same. Well, I thought I read them. somewhere that it's the same farm set too. It looks it looks identical. Oh, really? The songs identical. The way the camera moves into it is evocative of a lot of the uh, the credit scroll, like the right, the, uh, right. The I watched thing, one or, yeah. one season yeah. or so, and I remember we talked a bit in last week's episode a little bit about how the Earth ninety um, we see the Earth the Green Arrow outfit from. The yeah. Smallville mm-hmm. Green Arrow, um, right? It's so, more as like a brighter green and has some more stripey yes, things it's, to it. It's yeah. much more '90s plasticky, <laughs> right? So when uh, when Barry Allen, John Wesley Ship shows up, first of all, I don't know why we never see his face, but who cares? Uh, he mentions he's like, oh, he he knows John Diggle. It's like good to see you. I, I'm surprised to see you without the ring. Clearly, like oh, a, yeah. a Green Lantern reference, which I, am, I liked. I love, and I am super here for that. <laughs> We've talked about that in the past. Like yeah. again, another right. thing that we talked about on this show at one point, which is, what if Diggle were? I mean, you know, he is. He physically has a resemblance to the character of John Stewart, who is one of the yeah. the Green Lanterns. And I'm just waiting yeah. for the throwaway line that's about how his mother's his middle name, name was Stewart or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or his, yeah, anything. Yeah, so just like, do it. Yeah, I mean, I, Green Arrow uh, and Green Lantern team up is a classic seventies thing. Yeah, and we and should have that. As somebody pointed out, having uh, John Diggle, who is our, pardon the pun, straight Arrow, totally doesn't want to deal with aliens or multiverses or any of that. Having him be a member of a cosmic police force seems really uh, <laughs> kind of hilarious. <laughs> that would really, really work. Uh, but yeah, I, I like every time he just he every time he warps away to another star system, he just ends up vomiting into like a, <laughs> a, a green puke bag that he creates for himself every time he gets up. You know? I just haven't gotten a hang of this. Uh, while yeah. we're on the subject of uh, superheroes not seen, um, another one of my personal favorites for all of this, especially our episode of Arrow, is how bent out of shape Oliver is about Batman, <laughs> which is I, one yeah, of the. Yeah, ba- yeah. I'm sorry, I thought it was hilarious where he just like first of all his key con- continued insistent that batman is a myth uh the fact that he was the first vigilante <laughs> um yeah. all of that to me is is pure gold i'm sorry i, I, I laughed I my ass love off it. <laughs> i really love it so first of all if he is so just getting meta on this uh green arrow is basically robin hood so you could argue it he's the first sort of vigilante kind of guy. <laughs> you could you could make a case for that. Um Batman's thirty nine, Green Arrow is forty one. Uh and I believe Green Arrow, one of the major impetuses of creating the character, was that uh 
they just couldn't get enough Batman stories. <laughs> so they're like, <laughs> let's make another one. <laughs> what a position to uh, be in awesome. where you can't have I mean, the Batman setup stories. is exactly the same, except it's, he's, anyway. Uh, but I, I really, really loved it. I liked the way that Oliver was hurt by it. I liked a lot of these episodes. I sort of gave them, um, gave them license to just do whatever they wanted in that I was never sure how much of their mind was intact from the quote unquote real world, like the, the normal state of being, um, and how much was influenced by the weird crap that had gone on because of that book. Mm-hmm. Like, does Batman exist? Does Batwoman exist? I don't, I don't even know. Well, Batwoman still, she calls him at the end of oh, that's true. the episode. That yeah. is true. So yeah. clearly she does exist. But um, that story about Bruce going away three years ago, first thing I said, they, okay, they gave a, a timeline three years ago. Was it three or five? I thought I had heard five, but I guess it's three. I thought, I, heard three. I, thought, I thought it was three. Okay. I thought it was three. If it was five, I'm like my my arrow radar would have gone I would have laughed off, at that too because yeah. it would have been um, uh, almost, not quite, but almost uh, basically since the end of Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Six years ago. but That's hilarious. I also would have thought five years just because Ollie was also five years. Right. But, um, yeah. yeah. So the three years is interesting because that's uh, season four? Three? Uh, season four, yes. Yeah. Okay. Was that- I was like, it made me wonder. It's like, wait, was that the Rachel Ghoul? Rachel Ghoul season? Oh, yeah. Uh, would have been, no, would have been season four, which is the Damien Dark season. Was yeah. that the one, too? There's, Bruce Wayne does get name checked by oliver at one point but i can't remember i think that might have been season five i think so yeah it's around there he's like being mayor-ish right yeah so we i mean we know bruce wayne exists in the in the arrowverse and has yeah but the fact that he absconded and that gotham is such a hellhole i didn't take that to be the state of affairs for regular day-to-day life i don't know i i was not sure about i mean there's there's a lot there's enough leeway in there that they could do whatever they want, right? Like the CW we've heard is trying to position a Batwoman series. And if it's going to do that, they basically now have the ability to have it either way, right? Like, because Mm -hmm. they run into, otherwise they run into the Supergirl Superman problem that we had in the first season of Supergirl, where it's like, well, are you going to have Superman be an actual character in this or no? Right? Like, right. 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 Maybe, maybe uh, Batman's pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) Could be. Could be he's off off having a kid. That bat mite. That bat mite will mess you up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a deep 60s Batman reference for you kids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look him up. Real thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't look him up. (laughs) I will say uh, things I loved about... So, for example, first off, uh, Ruby Rose as Kate Kane really liked her. I thought she yeah. did great. Uh, she's got just I that right amount too. of intensity. I didn't quite buy the the, the Batwoman persona. Really? I, I thought she was good. The what I would say. I, she, I, I kind of liked that better, but I don't. Know. I, I mean, liked but it. mostly like I thought the 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 look of the costume was great, and the the fight scenes were really good. <laughs> I would agree with both. There's of those. one specific bit that I've got in mind, but uh, talk me out of it. Go. I was just going to say I I think the only my only question when it came to the batwoman persona is i don't feel like her voice is different enough um and and that's fine like i feel like 
it would be a lot easier having just interacted with like if you interacted with Kate Kane and talked to her and then you talked with that woman, you'd be like, this is totally the same person. <laughs> Well, okay, but you know, yeah, in, this, it's in this universe, it's not. No, and, I, I mean, and I know in, Batman's <laughs> voice is always comical and over the top because he's way yeah, right. right? Like that's fine. I understand. Um, I, I guess my 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 comment would be: I feel like, and this is this is a choice on their part, and that's totally fine. Like, I, it's an interesting decision to have the Kate Kane character also seem um, personality wise closer right like you know obviously bruce wayne we always have bruce wayne putting on an act right like in the same way that when ollie was mayor he had to put right, out but like K- a persona Kate kane does not appear to be putting on an act no she's not living mu- in a re- not much of one she's living in a reclusive right. building wayne enterprises building buying up a bunch of real estate and spying on people who come to visit her like yeah she's she's not like the most personal person which is again like it's a different choice and i i think that's like it could be interesting i don't know how they're how yeah. that would play out but I'm interested to hear, Guy, what, what you are not sold on. Uh, okay, I'll tell you first what I love. Pretty much everything. I, I enjoyed her, her <laughs> physicality. I liked the way she looked. I liked the way she uh, confronted our heroes and sort of had them clocked immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, they get taken to jail and she's already on it. She's got it all figured out. Uh, she goes and meets them in the, the Wayne Tower. Um. She knows who Kara is, which is one of the things that threw me off a little because Kara's from a different Earth. Supergirl. Uh, how? How? Right. How does that happen? Doesn't matter. Yeah. She's Batwoman. She knows. It's fine. <laughs> like, and I was okay At to go along with it. What do you think she knows? Is it not until? Because after the asylum, I would say you know she's smart enough to realize these two people are the no same because person. kara says something to about like oh my cousin is friends with your cousin right but that's like after they've both seen each other in suited up which, right which doesn't make any sense no though. no it's not it's when she goes to see her in her office oh is it different, at that point yeah different uni- yeah. different universes though yeah it's all it's all but it's but yeah kane at that point doesn't know that kara's from a different universe she hasn't been told right right Right. It is confusing, and yeah. I don't care. She figures it out because she gets to wear that bat symbol on her chest, and she's badass. Love it. <laughs> okay, I'm okay with that. There was a little bit that I didn't like, which was when everybody saunters off. There was a bit of a conversation between uh, her and Kara about uh, I don't know what, like oh, like the I know who you are, you know who I am. I'm like I don't understand how that worked. And to your point, Dan, the the voice wasn't quite there. I would have. Preferred if she totally dropped the voice, or if I didn't think she was, I didn't really notice her doing a voice personally. But I mean, like not like Christian Bale, certainly. Oh yeah, certainly not a Christian Bale. So something was wrong with it. What I did love was, and I I, this was the high point for me of that little interaction uh, was the uh, the mutual reveal of each other's identity and the fact that they knew who each other was and. the fact that they shook hands and said, uh, world's finest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which wasn't earned in that episode. They never worked together as a team. But I, I just love the name drop. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. I, 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 yeah, the, the, the cosmology aspect gets tricky, right? Cause like, I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a little too mishmashed in this, in this whole thing. I mean, clearly, yeah, uh, that's why I stopped caring. I'm like, look, yeah. their brains are all muddled up and whatever. Go we know there's it. a yeah. Bruce Wayne on Earth. We know there, we suspect there is a Bruce Wayne and or Batman on Earth 38. 
Probably. Sure. Well, it's been referenced that that Superman works with a has worked with a vigilante yeah, yeah. in Gotham. Right. So That's we assume right. there's a Batman. We assume it's also yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And, and so I think Kara's playing that angle of like, well, maybe Clark has told her on Earth 38 who Batman is, and if so, she's making an assumption that it's the same. Having pieced together. You know, they're in so yes, I think the yeah, I'm good. sure that's yeah. It's fine. I can head yeah, but canon saying, that saying to her that my cousin knows your cousin, my cousin knows your cousin is like is not true because as far as we know, there's no Superman on Earth One. Right. But Kara also hasn't even exposed herself as being Supergirl to. to yes, yeah, so it just means it. Clark Kent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Guess, Except no. there's clearly no Clark Kent. But, so. but there's, there's, there's a, a bunch. Kent, there's there's a, no, no, that would be impossible. Whatever. It doesn't matter. There's a. It doesn't matter. There's a bunch of weird stuff there. I don't anyway. care. I, I like yeah. most of it. Um, I, maybe I just wanted more. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, again, they made that episode kind of self-contained, and so yeah. having. I agree. Like, you know, as as far as like a backdoor pilot goes for having Batwoman, a Batwoman show, like I'm intrigued and would like to know more. They've clearly opened up a ton of the Batman universe, which they kept very off limits for a long time. Right. Because we don't. Yeah. Oh, my God. See Arkham a lot Asylum. Of characters, but Arkham Asylum is oh, yeah, one yeah. Easter egg after another. Yeah. Right. So right. so I do need to send you guys uh, like individual copies of Animal Man. Uh <laughs> I shared it with you recently, uh, like one to twenty with Psycho Pirate. With Psycho Pirate, there is literally shots of them going through Arkham Asylum uh, and showing shots of the door with, like, you know, crane on them. Like, the, it is in the same yeah. font. It's it's drawn yeah, exactly really the same way. Clearly it, yeah. inspired. It, it is yes, very directly, which is great. Don't get me wrong, I love it. If you're going to rip somebody off, not rip somebody off. If you're going to, yeah. Um, Inform your it's an homage. your CW story to by <laughs> by like adopting a Grant Morrison run of Animal Man from the early nineties. God bless you. Well, in fact, Psycho- that is I, that I, I is was, amazing. I was uh, fascinated because I did not really know about Psycho Pirate, but I went back and like you know he goes back to like the forties. Like he yeah, is yeah, one of those classic yeah. Golden Age characters that that was then revamped oh, i didn't realize yeah no the first no, he's time one I... of the reasons that i think the condiment king is a real thing <laughs> condiment king is a real it, thing no i know but he's but he's created more he's created in the 90s to appear yes. in the 40s and in my head because i've traveled through time with john wesley harding all the time i think the condiment king is legit 1940s guy i really do um, um so yeah, yeah the, no, the first time i i encountered him was in crisis so i i bought crisis you know when it came out in the you know crisis and infinite earth when it came out in like 84 whatever it was and and was just like basically because i walked into a comic book store and, and saw this thing it was like oh it's a dc thing and it's got a whole bunch of people in it i should probably pick this up and it was just like incomprehensible <laughs> <laughs> absolutely incomprehensible but i remembered a few things from it and one of them was psycho pirate <laughs> like who is this guy who is like <laughs> who are all these oh, here's the guy with the purple hair who are all these other people like yeah. and there's like a universe where like there's uberman and um johnny quick uh and like some other guy and it's just it's like, like what weird the hell is green going lantern spin-offs like the original green lantern the ring was magical right in no, the silver age Scott, it was magical yeah. and the the yeah Alan, thank you oh well, the guy Alan who Scott. actually carried around a lantern yes yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and and the, the vulnerability was, was even green <laughs> 
The vulnerability it was, red, was wasn't wood. It? Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. The vulnerabilities are stupid. Oh, and by the way, I think uh, there's isn't there a, like an error at the end toward the end uh, because uh, Martian Manhunter comes in and he protects yes. some civilians yes. from like a, yeah, a fire. A fire. I, that bothered it's me. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. That seems well, like that two was ways a to gimme. Take that. Like you should, you as should my, know better. Also, a stupid vulnerability because, like, as a superhero, it's you're a probably really running stupid fire vulnerability. A lot. <laughs> but I think he's mentioned it before yes. in Super Hasn't uh, so he? So I think he's, so, I think like, he's either do away with it or or respect it. No, I think he's definitely afraid of it. But that doesn't stop him being a hero and overcoming it. That, that was my take. No, I think it's like I think it's a thing that kills him. <laughs> I mean, I think really? Is it, is it that bad? Fire I just thought I think it's his kryptonite. I mean, yeah. it's supposed to be his kryptonite. Yeah, which oh, is I, dumb. Yeah, because like kryptonite is fairly rare, but fire is yeah. everywhere. <laughs> right, exactly. That's his one thing. He's better than Superman in every way, except, except guess what? Uh, yeah. You know, if you if you, say, go to, like, if you have a lighter, if you go to a if you go to a concert, if you go to a concert and everybody's holding up their bix, you that's hell for you. I will say Martian Manhunter, Flash, Green Arrow, and Superman all being, and Supergirl all being in the same place, though, was kind of awesome. Uh, I will need someone to explain how slowing down time still meant that Oliver could shoot an arrow at normal speed, but I don't, I didn't get any. No, 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 no. Really, you want to get into that? Even worse, the Flash and Supergirl are going (laughs) to. I can't even say this. No, it's, they it want to slow down the centrifugal force somehow, or like their centrifugal centrifugal force is going to slow down the planet by them. One of them running at, uh, clockwise, and the other one flying counterclockwise. <laughs> Only which at doesn't Mach, make at, any sense. At Mach doesn't seven, make any no, sense. At Mach but, seven, which isn't that fast. But yes, here's the thing, and here's what I kind of love because I think the writers may have been doing this on purpose or everybody's insane. And I, I really need to <laughs> sit people down for a long lecture. Uh, the planet spinning backwards does not change yes. the course of time. No, it just it melts the earth. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. It would be like, bad. Like, if you suddenly stop the earth from rotating, the friction would just like melt the surface of the earth. earth. So that scene is Superman. Like, fly off Let or me, something. Also, maybe, no. maybe that too, but this is my, this is my one. It wouldn't be good. This is my eight million hit. I just increased it from one the first time I tried this sentence. This is my eight million hit YouTube video. Is <laughs> that uh, when Superman <laughs> flies around the Earth at the end of Superman one? What he does not do is turn back the rotation of the Earth. What he does is fly fast enough that he exceeds the speed of light. And as we oh goes back in the, time, so he pulls a bear. He goes he goes back in time. Yes, and that's why yes. we see the Earth rotate backwards. He doesn't right. change the rotation rotation of the Earth. He it's him. Yeah. He goes backwards. Yeah. That's we, what happens. It's a it's a relativity issue. It's we're seeing it. It's from a relativity issue. And guess what? They couldn't track somebody flying at the speed of light as they rotate around a globe <laughs> in 1977 with with effects. Well, maybe that's maybe that's what actually what Barry and Kara did. <laughs> But they were going in opposite directions. What they did was absolutely useless. We're (laughs) going to simplify it for you humans. (laughs) Either way, do you know what I liked about it? It made no sense. It was a lot of fun. It had some some stakes for the characters. And it involved Ollie going and talking to God. And like, like Kirk before him, he demanded answers. 
I think they could. I think they could have done a plot point better than that. Yes, <laughs> but I, I will say but, I um, enjoyed. But that's a, that's a that's a Supergirl episode, so I, we don't have to worry about. I that. will say <laughs> that I did enjoy Oliver's talk with the monitor. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really Me well too. done. Mm-hmm. I am intrigued to find out what he promised him yep because that is definitely left unanswered at the end of that right uh but i wanted to mention a couple other things um there were a couple other easter eggs uh in the in our arrow episode that i really enjoyed one of which so we get a bunch of the batman villains as we mentioned also mark guggenheim who used to be showrunner in arrow is listed as one of the inmates of arkham asylum wait He wrote one of the episodes of this. He, the story yes, was right because yes. his name popped up on the uh, yeah on one of the cell uh, doors. The, on the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that. That was a nice little tip of the hat. But we also get, uh, in addition to um, Nora Freeze, played by Stephen Amell's wife, <laughs> Cassandra yep. Jean oh, Amell. Oh, that's right. Um, I forgot. And she finds she has uh, Mister Freeze's cold gun at one point and gets to face off against Killer Frost. Uh, but we also get uh, Bane's mask from The Dark Knight mm-hmm. Rises. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Uh, is which is a weird choice. Oh, I missed choice. that. What was that? It's when she's in going the, for the cold in the gun. room where she's yeah. yeah, like pan past it as as a pan up to like she's getting that canister of freeze stuff. Uh, oh, cool. And my personal oh, we- favorite, the Shakespeare bust from the classic yes! 1960 yes. Oh, yes, Batman. Yes, <laughs> which I thought they were going to leave as just a little Easter egg in one side of the shop, but then Kara actually picks it up and and references so, it. Uh, here's a here's a uh, here's a crazy um, Easter egg that um, m- you might have missed <laughs> in the Supergirl episode. They're talking to Alex and. Um, it's uh, Killer Frost is talking to Alex about um, her relationships and <clears throat> basically going through the whole thing. Like she's dating men, but she shouldn't be dating men. And she talks about some guy, and I don't remember who the guy's what the guy's name is. But um, she was, she's kind of rubbing it in her face and saying that um, he uh, went on to date Pam from HR, who is um, from Archer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought that was an office reference, but that's only because I never watched The Office. That's <laughs> okay. That is hilarious. <laughs> Archer, get it? Ah, I, I uh, swear to God, I watched. I, I've only seen each of these once. I tried to watch it, uh, Arrow, again before the show. Uh, this is almost a frame by frame. Yeah, I think there's a lot. There's a lot there packed in here so that you might much, that is easy to miss. Here. Yeah, there's probably a whole. There's probably a bunch of stuff that we have not. A bunch yeah, of jokes in. I like forgot. making Archer yeah. references. Like yeah. I really think that they just went for it. They're like yeah. anything that you don't think makes sense, give it a shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then they had the constant, the constant quantum leap. Um, Freaky oh yes, Friday. I love that. Yeah, I, yeah they never. What I loved most about that is that. Like time travel, like uh, the Back to the Future model or the Doctor Who model. Like, everybody wants to have a model that, like, okay, this is the mm-hmm. way things work. And they intentionally just call it out, like, it's not a Freaky Friday. It's not Quantum Leap. Go with it. Like, <laughs> everybody else thinks that we're transposed, and that's just the way it is. And yeah. I, I also enjoyed that yeah. we got uh, Felicity's uh, nerd squad form up on me. <laughs> Yeah, Geek uh, Squad, full up on me. Yeah, yeah that good. was a that was a fun bit with the all the all the nerds. Uh, except, yeah, for, yeah. I, I I also love that she's the captain of that team. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> like like Ollie's the captain of his. Well, team. I mean, Oliver takes Barry to task at one point for um, letting uh, other people make decisions for him, 
and yeah. Barry rightfully shoots back that you know Felicity invented quarterbacking. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do um, love that. Oh, I love that uh, just for our little goofiness. Um, and again, something we mention on this show, which is basically, uh, as I understand it, uh, writers are on, on Arrow are required to listen to this show all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or actually read it. They Le- get the transcripts first right. be- before right. we actually print it and send it out. They, they we, uh, what we do is we, um, we print them out. And we um, tie them with a string to Berlanti's ankle. And when we, we release, release him. We release yeah. Berlanti. And when they pick him up in the wilds of BC, wandering around And he naked, returns home. Naked with some way, script notes attached to him. his way home. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to jail. Um, they, um, they specifically called out Ollie being good at computers. Yes. Yes. yes I yes, was thinking yes. that as well. Right. right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. He's, he he has to decently know his way around it because we've seen him do it. So yeah, right. Yep. That was yeah. nice. I caught that. That was another good reference. Yeah. It uh, made me think that like, yeah, this is a skill that he's a little atrophy because he's got somebody far better at it and it's fine. Yeah. But he's and okay. now he's like, he's okay, okay, I'll dust it off and I can make do, but this is I'm not great at this. I I'm capable but not great. Um I like a lot. Because that was back, you know, that was like Windows eight. Yeah, I that's think. right. He only carries yeah, around when there was a when there was a crap ton of, of Microsoft product placement. <laughs> he carries oh, around an old laptop. He had an active him, X. Uh, he just had an active X arrow download, and you know. <laughs> um, I I also like we got a brief. I I enjoyed some of the brief cameos. Um, first of all, Cisco is fun as an evil character. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Olsen as the muscle, bizarre choice, but I liked it. Oh my god! I, with, a, with a mustache, with a mustache. he was almost unrecognizable. Yeah. I felt like they just let Mikhail Brook just like grow. He was like off for a week, and he grew a mustache. And like, yeah, no, right. no, keep it. <laughs> um, it that was course, great. That, uh, that was one of the biggest character breaks ever. Not ever, obviously, but uh, on like among the characters, he was basically unrecognizable. Well, we didn't get a lot of the Supergirl characters. Uh, like, we only got no, brief, brief occurrences of them. Uh, but I will say our only Legends of Tomorrow appearance is Gary as the bartender <laughs> at Cisco's bar, <laughs> which, which I also really enjoyed. And, of course, Oliver and Barry uh, as the, uh, the Trigger Twins, who are also a classic, apparently, yep. DC villain. Um, um, and I, was, I didn't even bother to look it up. I was just, uh, uh, certain that they were. And their terrible biker garb and Barry's physical illness and having to be a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you sure that they were dressed up as the Blue Oyster Cult? (laughs) Or Hell's Angels, hard to tell. Uh, Oliver, I also enjoyed Oliver's, as your point, at the uh, having to put the good guy or the innocents in danger. And Oliver's like, it's fine. It would have fallen into an empty parking lot because I shot it in the exact right place, of course, to make it fall over someplace that is not occupied. Do you know what else? Uh, So I loved that crane partially because... uh, Remember when Ollie did the Spider-Man thing and like just jumped around a giant scaffolding? To yes. To, oh yeah, that was and it was yeah. awful. Yep. Yes. Yep. I kind of like the callback to when he's a, it just felt around. like a little bit like a callback to me. Like I don't know what <laughs> I don't even know what, but I'm like this is absurd. But at least it's absurd on the way that I can sort of enjoy. Uh, and call like, out- I don't. I, I think it just hit on something. I don't in these episodes. I don't need to see my heroes be awesome. I need to see them have fun and yes, enjoy themselves. I agree. I don't need to have Ollie yeah. 
Spider-Man up a building because, man, I didn't believe that he was ever really a hero until he did that. I just want to see him be goofy and be in a flash suit and give a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I got that. And, and along those lines, I wanted to give a call out also to um, uh, Tyler Hecklin as, uh, as both Superman and Deegan Superman. Yeah. Who is yeah. clearly having a ball. This is one of the most yeah. he Superman got a lot, he we got. He got much more, I mean, more time in this stuff than he's ever had really and, practically and he really yeah. sold it i felt like in both yeah. in both characters like i mm-hmm. i enjoyed his aw shucksness as clark i enjoyed his superman like hey you know like <laughs> how's he's, going? he's a great clark and he's a he's a very good superman uh, uh, he's and he's a very really good evil good. superman too i thought i was kind of surprised yeah. i was kind of surprised that they went to the lengths that they did at the end though uh that whole thing at the um fortress of solitude i was a yeah, little bit surprised that weird... they included that i think there's a backdoor which I, i'm assuming that that's yeah because i guess he's is he done well, I think they're going to just let him sit out for a while because inevitably yeah. we're going to have questions. You know, you always have the question. I guess it's, yeah, I, I guess why is right, Superman there's not probably here. Stu- there's stuff that's going to happen in Supergirl and people are going to wonder where the heck Superman is. Um, I enjoyed that. Uh, also, they d- they explained that if Lois has the baby on Earth, it will basically kill her. Um, which yeah, was that was dark. dark. That was uh, I was amused because I read an interview with the actors playing Lois, uh, Bitsy Tullick, and they talked in the, in one of the interviews I read about the fact that they had to shoot around some things because the actress is pregnant. And I love that she oh, talked cool. about that in the interview totally as, like, like totally as a smokescreen. Like, it's real, but, like, it, it allowed her to get around discussing the issue of Lois being pregnant, which I thought was very clever. Um, because everyone's like, oh, wait, it looks like you're pregnant. I was like, well, I'm, I actually am pregnant. But, like, they didn't have to discuss the fact that the character was also pregnant. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> kind of clever. Yeah. Um, uh, so, wait, you, you you follow this more than I think we do. Uh, are they, is this a back? I don't know that there is a pilot? plan for a backdoor pilot on that front. I suspect this felt more like, like John was yeah. saying, tying off the characters for a little while. But it was a little right. strange, the scene with him, like, burning stuff and then turning the coal in the diamonds, I know, which is also a callback to the Superman right. 3. Yeah. Um, but it felt, it, the pacing was a little weird. I agree with yeah, you Yeah, there that. was a lot of attention drawn to it. And Superman on some other planet, well, Argo, uh, with a newborn, that's, that's, a, that's a sitcom, right? Like, there's, there's a... <laughs> There's a show, right? I would, like, like I would watch that sitcom. Yeah, like if you asked us to write that pilot, thirty minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first thing we would do is kidnap Berlanti, so we were sure it'd be a hit. <laughs> Second thing we would do is just, you know, write All a right, show. Well, I want to use that as a jumping-off point uh, to talk about uh, where we're going with this. But if you guys had any last interjections on the the cross this year's crossover, let's. Well, the only the only other thing I would add is that the 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 re- I really enjoyed the reference to the crossover in Legends. Ah, uh, yes, yes, um, where they, yes. They, you know, like the 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 timelines all screwed up in Legends, and the, the some of them come back into the Wave Rider and are like, <laughs> Gideon is like, you receive calls from Barry Allen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds like the Old annual Queen crossover. And, <laughs> yeah, hard pass, you know, hard and, pass. Yeah, right, right. And I think I that think show, Nate says yeah. that Ollie owes him money too. <laughs> yeah, that, so wait, that show has become that show has been great. I think it owes. A bit of a debt of gratitude to the first season, which was a complete and utter disaster. 
it fumbled its way through until I think Deadpool hit, which gave it um, yeah Maybe purchase point. to be like just lean into it, just lean mm-hmm. into being crazy. It gave it a reference point for being uh, meta commentary, and yeah. where it is now, I swear to God, like uh, guy, you've said this before. <laughs> um, this is probably the best show out of the CW lineup. Yeah, uh, it's. Right, currently it's not, it is. Yeah, it's it's made multiple right. best best of the year TV lists, which to me is kind of mind blowing. Right, like it I really love all is. these. I love the first these shows. season. The first season is yeah. so bad. The first season is it so is. very bad, and yet, and as much it's as I love these, these other shows, we you know we talk about Arrow every week. I I don't ever have any like thoughts of them appearing on the best of the year awards. Right, like oh I'm God. under no illusions about where we're what we're yeah. watching. No. Yeah, there's there there should be none, but somehow Legends has found a way to be both funny and and heartwarming, weirdly smart. But yes, it, it's heartwarming. It's funny. Yeah. It's, I mean, like which the, is, the camp the camp thing, and you know, and Ava was never a kid, and like she's got to learn how to be a kid, and and then you know she has her first kiss. Like I mean, like it's so great. I will it's say it's just—it's almost like that show mirrored the plot of what it was trying to do, right? It's like, oh, let's take all these misfits and turn it into something <laughs> that is heartwarming, and somehow, like, oh, they took all these terrible seasons and turned them into a show that was actually good. Let's just yeah. the same way they took all these terrible characters and turned them into heroes, and it's like, yeah, wow, that right. was not intentional, but kind of hilarious. Yeah, no, it it. Yeah, it's amazing. And so, wait, I, Dan, I know you just recorded something about uh, about Legends. Yeah, it's our, it, it should be up as of this, by the time this gets up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a difficult show to do regularly because um, it doesn't fall into a specific beat or pattern, right? Yeah. Like, I, think it, I think figuring out what you're going to say about an episode of Legends takes a bit of time to think about it, which is weird because it's absurd. Yeah. Well, and it's tough too on a show that that hits as well as that show does. Not to say it's flawless, but like a lot of the time is spent. You know, you talk about like how good certain things were, and it's like you know what, just go watch the show. Don't listen to us. Just go yeah, watch yeah. the show. I know. Yeah, you're never yeah. going to do it justice. I I do feel that like Arrow, it 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 works within um certain deltas, right? Like we can make fun of like how goofy something was, right? Based on the previous week, uh, but Legends is like they just hit. They reset the clock every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, which is I not mean, to literally, say that they don't literally, build. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, which is not to say they don't build characters and lasting relationships. But if they will just blow stuff up and do something yeah. totally different. Yeah. yeah, they go. They go. I mean, they the the most recent episode. I mean, just like going back in time and redoing. Like, I mean, and it's ridiculous. It's like I don't. I don't even believe a lot of it. Like, I don't think that some of the things that happen would cause these characters to become what they become in no, the show. Absolutely not. But it's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Yes. It's just so great. I mean, they basically do Guardians of the Galaxy, and then they basically do Charlie's Angels, and it's just hilarious. So yes. Everyone keeps comparing Guardians of the Galaxy, whereas I was like, this is just like straight-up A-Team, man. Like, Oh, yeah, I suppose so. It's probably more A-Team. A-team. It's a little bit. I think it's, it's a little, little bit both. It's a little both. Yeah. Uh, all right. We could we could definitely spend a lot more time talking about this, but I do want to talk a yeah, little bit. Yeah, one of us does. <laughs> <laughs> 
I want Sorry. to spend that, that, a little right. bit of time talking about what this is setting up because this is the first time that they've teased next year's crossover at the end of this year's crossover. And the reason for that is that they are doing Crisis on Infinite Earths, which of course is kind of the sine qua non of like the crossover, comic book crossover, right? Like that's kind of the first big massive yeah. crossover. And it came out of, I, I, doing my homework was that the was that before um the marvel uh, uh secret, secret wars? wars is around the same time i but, think they're both yeah, yeah they're both pretty crisis close start like the thing with crisis based on you know this is i was not reading comics i believe it was point. the next summer malts like the that set off the uh oh guy that set off the uh <laughs> that set off the summer spectacular kind of thing yeah but yeah but where was, comic book sales kind of fall off during the summer because uh Kids have better things to do in the summer than buy comics. Not, no, they not used anymore. To. Yeah. Well, they used to. <laughs> but yeah. but my understanding about Crisis was that it was actually planned to happen several years earlier, and they spent a lot of time actually setting it up in many of these books. But like, it was such they an ambiti- yeah. ambitious undertaking, which that, is why it makes no sense if you read it by itself, right? And so they, among other things, one of the things that amused me reading about it was that they set somebody to read every single comic that DC Comics had published. And it took oh them God. like two years, <laughs> and that was a pro- that was part of the reason it took so long. And then that person went insane yeah. and had to be institutionalized. That person, yeah, that person, that person is psychopirate. psychopirate. Yeah. And then they, they that is just, that person, yeah. right? Right. It was, it was someone literally psychopirate, and they you know had to start all over but, again. Now, what interests me yeah. about this from the the CW or Arrowverse perspective is that all the purpose of Crisis was to reconcile the fact that there were all these different multiple universes, right? Because there were multiple, like there was a Superman who had like crazy, you know, all this, the hilarious Superman covers you see sometimes collected, like weird yeah. Superman powers that are not canonical, etc. Like they were trying well, to essentially, Batman. right? Like they, yeah. they, they, to get themselves out of that in the first place, they created the multiverse. And that's why we right. had the flash of two worlds and all that. And the problem is it just became hugely convoluted, so they decided let's let's yank it all out. <laughs> Basically like the TV universe we have right now. Right. And so well, this is my question, is is this where we are headed? We have all these multiple Earths in the Arrowverse. Are yeah. we going to have a situation where DC essentially says, you know what? We're pulling this all away. We're going to make it all part of one universe. You know, Kara will exist on the same Earth. Maybe Black Lightning, maybe even, I'm kind of curious to see how they even might work in things like some of the cinematic universes, because it's not impossible that they, that has done so poorly. That would be be great if they could, like, just tease that slightly even, because I'm sure there are all, they probably can't even do that, though. I I would pay good money to see Ben Affleck slumming it on, uh, never going to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there I mean they are probably, things... I bet they can't even do Gotham. Yeah, I, de- I, I, I would be surprised. Gotham will be over at that point. Um, but so it's not impossible that you could find a clever way to tease that. But some of the stuff that they're now, they're now building out a quite big universe over on the DC streaming service too. So not impossible that they'll try and find a way to incorporate that. I have no idea. I have no idea. And it fascinates me, uh, to, to sort of see. I just want a future where Diggle has two kids. <laughs> just yank oh, it all yeah. away. That would be great. That would, that would be, be great. Hilarious. I mean, but, I mean, I think at the ver- at the bare minimum, Kara should be in the same universe as the rest of these guys. Tend, I mean, tend to agree, but then you, of course, you run into the like the problems of always of like why just call Supergirl. It's call Supergirl. Yeah, but, but that's, the same, that's the same thing you have in the Marvel universe. With I mean, like you know, why didn't Captain America call the other Avengers in in? Uh, 
you know, Winter Soldier. I mean, there's, you know, sure. People are doing it. They got, they got other stuff to do. Well, and I, I so, also, oh, go ahead, guy. Or John, whoever you are. I think I'm John. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm the handsome one. <laughs> he's, he's the funny one. Um, I, the crisis thing is, is as much a, uh, sort of a meta commentary on, on the, on the, uh, like the state of the art of, of comics at, at the time, um, as, as it was a sort of a, a story to, to sort of connect all of these disparate and weird, weird worlds. Yeah. Um, the, the comics code had been in place there, like prior to that, there'd been a bunch of other stuff. DC at the time was, Fifty years old, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. I looked at because I pulled yeah, has crisis 50, comic books out and they had right. 50, 50 years on him. Yeah. And uh, for any company, when you, I mean, that's basically, you know, that's a little bit of a crisis point. You've been doing this for fifty years. You, you've absorbed. <laughs> you've I know. Absorbed. I had a crisis at fifty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is why you and I get the job. I had one at thirty-three. I had one at thirty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. and every every day in between, really. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's just been uh, cri- ever just, since like twenty five. It's been nothing but crises. Constantly crisis constantly. on infinite Earth. Crisis in infinite crisis days. On infinite molts. It's crisis right, on yeah. infinite molts. <laughs> anyway, so long story short, uh, they were trying to sort of uh, bring a bunch of stuff together, and including their own sort of corporate history, and try to get uh, on. You know, what is it that we do? What 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 is our directive? What's our narrative? Like, how do we get all of these things on the same page? We've got things that don't make any kind of sense, and it is uh, it behooves us to sort of uh, have some kind of cohesive whole so that uh, one magazine can promote the next magazine. Uh, and in order to do that and make any kind of sense at all, rather than just like you know, Batmite showing up and screwing something <laughs> random up. <laughs> You needed, you know, you needed the story. Um, now, because of the, um, uh, the sort of the, uh, you know, you, you plant some seeds and, and everything grows. There's a there's a vast biology. A lot of these uh, magazines sort of need to do the reap and sow. They need to do the the rainforest thing, where every well rainforest forest thing where every now and then a wildfire sweeps it all clean and they, they reset their chronology um, and Crisis on Infinite Earths was the first one it it set the stage for how Marvel would deal with it and how in, in subsequent years uh, both companies major companies would, would kind of deal with that including uh, um, when they introduced the concept of metahumans in DC which hadn't existed for a long time, but we're basically DC's, uh, DC's ripoff of, of mutants. Right. And in a lot of ways, you could see the introduction of the MCU as being a soft reboot of the Marvel yes. Comics yeah. history. They had, right. they had Marvel Comics, then they had the Ultimates, mm-hmm. then they had the MCU, which in many ways has combined elements of both the classic Marvel stuff and right. Ultimates, in Ultimates. Yeah. into being a new mainstream right. view of what these right. characters mean. And these characters can date back to, you know, 1943 with Cap sort of thing. Yeah. Like late 60s with uh, Iron Man, like the Avengers around there, Ant-Man. Um, 
with these modern myths, everything needs sort of like this this cleansing and and refreshing yeah. moment. Well, then and, that's the funny thing. That's the funny thing about these things that bring these universes together is because one of the really interesting things is all these different versions, <laughs> right? Right. And so, so they go through this big process of bringing everybody together in crisis and like, okay, now we've we've fixed that, and then like, nope, of course we haven't because what's interest? I mean, it's really interesting to have these different versions of characters to see how they might that, be slightly different. That's why I'm going to uh, mail you. These very physical <laughs> copies I have of um, of the Ant Man thing because it gets into precisely you that. You can it's, fax them, dude. Dude, it's it's 2018. Just fax them to me. Color color fax. Ha- we uh, have a fax machine. Okay, I will fax we them. We literally to you. do have a fax machine. I, I believe. You, I honestly believe you do. I 100 believe that the Mold household has a fax machine. Anyway, long story short, I will send these uh, animal because Animal Man one to twenty six. Uh, issues to you because they in many ways echo what you just said in that like what was lost like we lost all of these weird fun characters and these weird yeah. fun things that you grew up with that was all tossed and, out and I, I and think that's, look that's, how many times DC has rebooted since then right yeah Infinite it's Crisis ridiculous and I mean frankly Zero they've gone overboard yeah like yeah they kind of they kind of lost it. Yeah, they they, right. they went too far. But um, so so when uh, when Stan Lee died, I I made a weird sort of tangential uh, plea that people shouldn't judge other comic uh, fans or you know comic book character fans based on when they joined. And a yeah. lot of these joining points are based on these uh, right sort of. Like what 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 version, what version you in, take is the can, canonical version? Right. Don't worry about that. Enjoy enjoy it all. It's great. Right. But it's it's important to realize that people enjoy different things from different eras and and you can have fun. You these three episodes of goofy overly serious CW <laughs> Drek TV have been really <laughs> really enjoyable. Yeah. And I I, I admire them for doing it. I admire them for uh, they clearly love the source material, and they clearly enjoy what they're making. And and I, right. I I think one of the I, things, I, I don't know what higher praise to give to anything than that. I I think what I like <laughs> about the DC universe in the same sort of way that we, you just talked about the MCU is the DC universe has not been afraid to be like let's reinvent these characters, let's keep elements yes. but change things. Right, like <laughs> you know we're going to introduce Wally West but have him be you know, uh, Iris's brother rather than his nephew, right? Like all these, well, all these characters, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, but all these characters from across the spectrum of all of these shows have undergone tweaks, both because it's, you know, 50, 60 years later and some things don't make sense anymore. Uh, but also yes. just in general, it's, uh, you know, you can't, the things that work in comics don't always work on TV. So, you know, I think that's, that's been refreshing. Um, what I'm most interested in when it, it comes to this whole crisis thing is, you know, first of all, I mean, spoiler alert for a comic that's 30 years old, uh, but the original crisis, I believe, killed off both Barry Allen and Kara Zor-El. Yeah. Uh, so that seems like a tall order for the TV series that you want to keep running. Uh, but we yeah. also have, of course, the idea that uh, A... Uh, we have what we discussed with Oliver talking to the monitor and possibly some sort of sacrifice happening there. 
And B... Turns out he's going right back to Slapside. That's it. That's all. <laughs> it's fine. It's he not got a big another deal. deal. He uh, got another deal. Interesting. Same thing as every year. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> well, interesting that it happens around the same time that we have a new Green Arrow on the show, like, sort of being developed. And, you know, I don't know. Do these, char- do these actors want to portray these roles forever? How is the... What is the legacy... Of like, you know, you're a big company like DC. You want to keep these properties going for as long as they're making you money. Um, and the question is, well, how do you... How, a good story at the same time needs to have an ending in the same way that it had a beginning and a middle. And that's always a tough part with TV and franchises. Because the, there's, a, there's a fundamental tension between wrapping up a story and having it come to a satisfying conclusion. And yeah. trying to keep something running as long as possible. And thirdly, like, again, as I sort of let off with this, this is the first time they've pegged something a year in advance, right? So we now can be relatively certain that all those shows are well renewed through that point and will be continuing apace. Um, So I... I Well, no, we know that there will be an Elseworlds. I mean, we... Crisis. A crisis, yeah. I mean... But like... Sorry, okay, sorry, crisis. Like, we, we know that they will do a show that's that covers the crisis with these actors. I, I'm presumably. relatively confident that all of these shows will come back next year. Okay. I, I can say that with yeah, a high would, degree of certainty. I would think so too, but can we, okay. So to, to your second point, um, can we sort of make a pact that, uh, if they do write off Oliver queen and they have, uh, sort of the first woman doctor who is not a doctor, but shoots arrows into people. Uh, let's let's agree to do at least that season. Sure, I I, I do want to sign a blood. It's pack. a big. It's, is... Honestly, it's big because half I'm not of sure us what are I'm like signing up for. But okay. Well, no, but, but yes. I mean, uh, to, to Dan's point, it's like, yeah, you know what? Who wants to play these characters forever? I don't know. And we do have a new Green Arrow. Uh, I at least, uh, you know what? I'll I'll agree right now to watch. You don't. And there's no contract here. You don't have to agree to anything. <laughs> Let me just be clear. Well, no, no. I, I, here's the thing. I, I, we know all the writers listen, right? Yeah. Read. Well, apparently. Well, we know they can read. We got. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. We got. We anyway, got a, long we got story a, we short. Got behind the back shot. I got. A, I got my behind the back shot and my toilet. <laughs> so. I don't, I don't know how you can come to any other conclusion. Long story short, if Stephen Amell leaves, I think we should still watch for at least (laughs) one season. I think we can. I think we can agree to that much. Okay. All right. I think we should switch. I think at that point we should switch to Supernatural. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be in its its 48th season. It's got at least another 300 episodes to go. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I want to segue into superhero sweep, unless you guys have a last yes, thought about crisis, because I know we're going to run please. long. Do we, do, I, I mean, do we want to do the ritual? Uh, sure, we can ritual this. We could, Are we doing it as but one? It's a biff. Yeah, I mean, guy, I, guy says it's a biff. Yeah. Uh, biff, biff, John Junior. I would agree with that. The third episode is definitely the weakest of the bunch. It's also the most serious, um, and it has like our. A lot of heart to heart talks, but yeah, I, I think I overall a biff, and I would say the third, yeah, the third I was segment, the, I'm rating the whole yeah, thing. Overall, a yeah, biff. okay. The overall, third segment biff. is a little weaker, yeah. but Supergirl's a little weaker, but fine. It's it had the heart, it had all the heavy lifting to do, so that was yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Degree, and they had all of, of the super people in it to do it. But, yeah, degree yeah. of difficulty. Uh, you yes. Know. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to do some superhero sweep, uh, and we're going to be talking about the Avengers Endgame trailer. If you don't want to hear that, now is your chance to leave the universe. All universes. <laughs> Uh, I want. I think the, it makes an interesting segue because next year we have, you know, they're going to DC Universe is setting up Crisis on TV, and we're doing essentially mm-hmm. Infinity Gauntlet with Marvel, which yeah. are two of the biggest and probably most prominent crossovers. Not necessarily. I mean, Marvel, like you said, Secret Wars, and there are some other ones in there that are extremely prominent as well. Um, but we we have both universes probably undergoing fundamental changes in the next year, which is fascinating because as we just talked about. Stories have to have endings, and the Endgame trailer certainly makes that point right away by having yes. Tony Stark pretty much say that, mm-hmm. um, which I think is fascinating. And they've, you know, Marvel has not really spilled the beans on where they're going post Avengers. We do know, obviously, that there are several characters who already have movies scheduled, including Black Panther. There's a Spider-Man movie coming Spider-Man. out in summer next year. And this week, I think it was reported that there is a Doctor Strange sequel probably coming. Yeah. Uh, so certainly all these characters that we, you know, there's no reason to think these characters are dead and going away. That said, it is clear that a big... <laughs> all three of whom who were, were dusted at the end. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. it, but this does seem like it's the end of a chapter for yeah. this and certainly right. the avengers well, it sort of seems like it's the end of the avengers right or at least this incarnation of the avengers yeah certainly this incarnation. i'm really looking forward to the very end of avengers where i hope you know if they have enough money to just pay hugh jackman to show up for like 30 seconds at the end of the <laughs> avengers and like who are you who are you bub like i will i will just die happy right there go f- yourself yeah <laughs> we're, we're recruiting a new avengers team go f- yourself <laughs> yeah to be honest wolverine should never have been on the avengers oh i don't i disagree oh man oh, yeah. I, I, I so i enjoy disagree. him a lot I completely but... disagree because i i th- i think in the comic book i mean like if you're gonna have a super team it should be like it should be your best people and it was always like two good characters and like three really crappy characters that nobody cared about hey and, tiger and hawkeye in west coast avengers were great oh god it's just it's so it, oh god, it's so bad though but i mean you know having an avengers team that was like all top-notch characters was fantastic okay so anyway that's my opinion uh vis-a-vis endgame uh we have tony stark adrift in space uh we have uh, i've only i've only seen this trailer 48 times so i'm okay, not yeah. sure i'm gonna I'll just be do able a quick to recap. go through the okay, whole thing. Okay, so <laughs> frame 192 did you notice <laughs> um and we, Wait, do you know what's great uh i just picked up your mouse clicking and i'm pretty sure you just clicked at frame 192 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it might be me. I have this binder clip that I keep fuddling with. That's probably it. If you stop <laughs> yeah. doing that, I will love you I forever. I know, I know, I know. You've been complaining, but it's I have a, page one hundred nine three. Just get get yourself one of those foam squeeze balls or something. Oh, I have those. Okay. Yeah, start right, using I'll those. Do they don't make sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I love it that we've blown past an hour and like, hey, why not do eight? <laughs> <laughs> I still need to do homework with my kid after this too. <laughs> Is it a? Bad Avengers, oh, save I hope that, so. Save that it's for your parenting show. It's his homework, not mine. 
thank god for that um Mm -hmm. this i mean obviously the trailer doesn't give away too much in the sense of what's happening i saw people suggesting like this is probably all the first 30 minutes in the first 30 minutes of this movie uh which seems plausible to me uh that all this is set up right because we don't something like that yeah we don't see anything that's not like people talking about how bad the end of the last film was (laughs) Well, they, Wait, but they, they what, lament that they're, they're sitting around, they're moping. I mean, basically everybody in the in the beginning of the trailer is moping until um, Scott they Lane say that shows they, up. they think that they have a plan. And Captain America says, I hope so, because otherwise I don't know what I'm going to do. And then suddenly, you Which, know, Scott, who they clearly think has been killed because uh, Banner is looking at uh, like a video list of the people who were dusted, including um shuri and peter parker um, parker and right. uh, well, ant-man some of them are and listed suddenly... as missing and it's also unclear right okay. because peter went off with tony so they don't know i guess True. there's an argument of they don't know if he's gone or right. what they're just right. assuming they, they yeah. can't find him but then Scott shows up at the door. Well, and so this, <laughs> yeah, I, first of all, as I, t- I tweeted about this a while back, but I was watching this with my fiance and like, she immediately turned to me when they show the picture of him as MIA. And she's like, wait, Scott Lang's not dead. And first of all, she is not the biggest Marvel fan, but also she never remembers anybody's names. <laughs> and I was like, how do you remember that? She, she was very excited when he shows up at the end. It's, it's Paul Rudd. It is Paul Rudd. He's the that guy hasn't changed in like 120 oh years. He has yeah. not. Yeah, it's I don't know. If he's, I don't know if you noticed, but he was in uh, that Tom Cruise vampire movie uh, <laughs> about Lestat. It's yeah, based on a true story. He, he, mm. Yeah, yeah. He was the elder. Okay, can I ask you my super nerdy Avengers question? Because if I can't ask you, who can I ask? But I want to know your theories on this because I presume you've both seen Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, yes is does was scott supposed to be dusted and survived because he's in the quantum realm or was he never supposed to be dusted because that is sort of i think the my question to sort of the key of the whole thing is like did he essentially escape the snap Mm -hmm. because he was super tiny in the super crazy quantum realm? i don't think there's any go yeah go ahead i was just gonna i was gonna add another layer to that oh please but um, is that is is that actually Scott Lang or is Scott Lang still in the quantum, <gasps> land, quantum realm? What? What? <laughs> of... How does he get out of the quantum realm? I don't because know. he's remember he's stuck he's trapped there. there. Yes, but he's right. In... They were supposed to pull him out, and then they all got dusted. He, he has and the van. Yet, there he is pulling up at the front door. He's got and the van. The we know van. we know who the bad guys are in Captain no, Marvel. No, no, do not, do not. Do not scroll me on this one. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to beat me on this one, but holy shoot, I cannot, I cannot handle being scrolled in that way. That is that I had that had not occurred to me, not even a little bit, and that makes a lot of sense. No, no, he finds a way out. Well, he, okay, listen. First of all, no, if look, you're a scroll, look, why would you pretend stop. to be Scott Lang? Maybe stop. Maybe John's the scroll. <laughs> look. I got. I, look, English, I don't know if you guys scroll. have seen a comic book before, <laughs> but what happens is when one hero meets another hero, they fight. <laughs> right? True. It's like us. 
You know, Verifi- that's how, yeah, that's, that's, how that's, formed, that's how we met. That's how we formed this yeah, podcast. Yeah. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. John knocked me out cold. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> Here's the thing. Based on the events of the uh, uh, Captain Marvel movie that we see, the Avengers think Scott Lang is dead and assume that the guy at the door is a scroll. <laughs> Decide not to fall for it. Fight him. He gets all shrinky dinky, cracks a lot of jokes, and then and finally convinces that him that he's or, not. Or it the might bad as well guy. be. Just like in the first Avengers movie. <laughs> Where Thor goes up against uh, Iron Man, and Cap has to settle it, I think Cap is going to settle this one, too. Mm. I'm going to come down hard on the fact that the Captain Marvel movie takes place in the 90s, and that nobody knows Skrulls exist in the modern day. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't think they know Skrulls exist at the beginning of the movie, certainly. And I think if there are a scroll thing, I think that's maybe what we're going to deal with post. I think that could be, yeah. I, well, that's the thing I wonder, but I mean, I wonder if that's the, the post trailer thing is like one of them is revealed to be a scroll. (gasps) Just one. It just makes me so tense. (laughs) 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 I'm way too invested in this. (laughs) Um, Do you guys think along those lines, do you have a death pool? Not a Deadpool, but a death pool for uh, Avengers characters. So, well, before I got a death pool, I'd, I'd like a, a team pool. I think that the Avengers that take down Thanos are going to be all early. It's the originals. They all survive. The originals. The OG, the OG Avengers. Probably, right? right? Somehow they get be, them. We've got... We've got uh, Tony Stark. We've got Cap. Oh, that's true. They're all still. They're, they're all, all still alive. alive. None of the we've original. We've got the Hulk. We got, we've got Thor. Uh, we've got Thor. We've got, got everybody. We've Black a- Widow, added Hawkeye. We've added Black Widow because guess what? We realized that you know, even just a little bit of estrogen in there. Well, she's an. O- <laughs> she's an OG. still doesn't do a good job, but you know, she's this, an OG this. Avenger as far as the MCU is concerned. Right from the MCU point of view, but yes, not not from this lineup uh we've got uh ant-man there and so all of the people that we've seen on those screens that still exist are the og avengers plus black widow like and hawkeye is hawkeye well, yeah i mean was, now, now he's dressed up in his ronin garb yeah yeah well i assume this is not, I mean, this is not informed speculation, but it is based on speculation that I've seen in many, many places and from many people, is that everybody assumes that Hawkeye's family basically is bitter. Exactly. That's why he's so, yeah. He's so moody. Yeah. He's, he's in a dark place. He's emo Hawkeye, yeah. which is great, because right. if, frankly, right. if he wants to stick to the Ronin persona, and that gives room to introduce a Kate Bishop uh, Hawkeye somewhere down the road, I'm totally okay with that. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. The, the the thing I look at, the best thing about Hawkeye was uh, that he was married to Linda Carnellini. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't see anything in you, but I trust her. So I will say, though, in your in your example, there is no uh, there is no wasp. No, but I, you True. never know. The quantum realm stuff. She's, she could come back. I, yeah. She would definitely fit in that movie. She would one hundred percent fit in that movie. I think there's a chance that they get everybody out of. Yes. Like everybody is is in the mindstone, 
and they get everybody out of the Mind Stone, and then everybody defeats Thanos. I I would like yeah. to see. I'm not even convinced that Thanos is in the Mind Stone. Like it it screwed up on him. No, he's running through the fields of wheat like Theresa May. Yeah, but he he was there on Earth still <laughs> like after the May. he was there on Earth after the snapshot, so he still exists in the regular universe. Presumably, yes. We see him yeah. somewhere that looks Earth-like. Did he? Right. Or did he just snap himself into a universe that he thinks exists? <laughs> oh, man. What if he's a scroll, guys? <laughs> oh, my God. He's a, I don't know. We just saw, like, <laughs> look, we just saw, like, 270 minutes of really trippy TV that didn't make any sense. And we were like, yeah, that's great. Here's, the, so, here's what happens. Here's what happens is right. John Wesley's ship. <laughs> John Wesley Hardy. Yeah. Crisis on Infinite MCUs. <laughs> he really didn't get enough screen time. Oh like, yeah, that was the thing I was going to say. Yes, yes, that was the, one of the things that really upset me was that he gets really short shrift in this. I mean, I was so excited to see him as his 1990 version of Flash. I loved it. And it was great. He's, I, you know he's what? not in it. He's I will say in two it. things about that. First, I have a strong feeling that we might see him again. And I hope second. So. I read, I was reading up on the Wikipedia article for that uh, classic Flash series, and they mentioned that the suit, and apparently it is the original suit, they had to like latex mold it to him, and it required a separate cooling system because basically it would have like suffocated him. So I can understand why you wouldn't want to spend a lot of time in that suit. (laughs) I love that the obviously uh, pillowcase stuffed suit has abs on it. Yes. It is. Oh yeah, it is perfect. Uh, They did a great, such a great job on these shows. Uh, Yeah, I I really admire their their gumption. They just went for it. They were like, screw it. You know what? We have time on TV. We're gonna make a little bit of a love letter to comics, specifically weird comics, (laughs) and we're just going for it. And we're gonna adopt what they thought was great about uh meta commentary about their field and we're going to do it about our own field and i i think it's uneven i don't think i could sit anybody in front of this and be like hey you know why i spent this much time talking about this people would want to put me in arkham asylum but i appreciate it i love it i think they did a great job i i i agree uh, me too all right. Any last thoughts before we draw to a close? I guess we are not doing a show for a little while. We're not back until yep. uh, January, so uh, this is this is it for now. Well, we practically we practically did a talk show esque uh, episode. This <laughs> I time, mean, so I, that should be enough. Did. That should be enough to hold people I'm over. confident that we could have gone another hour easily. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, have to go, <laughs> but we don't need yeah. to. We don't. Just get out of here. Anyway. Uh, uh, do you want sponsors? <laughs> do, we, do we have a sponsor this week? Who would sponsor? Have this? you guys ever watched? Yeah, we do, we do. But I, you know, for the last minute, have yeah. you guys ever watched a lot of superhero TV and uh, not had any fun? <laughs> yeah. The sponsor for this week's episode is fun. <laughs> Ooh, fun. That's uh, it. Just fun. Enter. That's it. Enter coupon code Speedy. To get twenty percent off your next fun. Do you know what else you can get a discount uh, on? Offer offer uh, void for offer void for DC movie universe. Yeah, our our, our second sponsor is Obamacare, which ends on uh, the fifteenth. 
Go sign up for that. Hopefully not forever. That is also fun. (laughs) Just try typing fun into a form and see what happens. uh, I like John's point about DC movies. Should we all like go watch Aquaman and then come back and do an episode? I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm not. I can't. I'm going to. I can't. No, Guy, remember what happened. (laughs) I know, but I've got to do it for you. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. But we're not talking John. about it on this show. Well, we'll yeah. do it. we're off for a month. We can talk. We can just reconvene for a special one-off sure. episode. Yeah, um, we yeah. can always just, print our text messages. All right, so we, we won't release it though. <laughs> we'll only release it when we release the hostages. Uh, <laughs> so we will be back on January twenty-first or thereabouts. Fly, Greg Berlanti, fly. Uh, we've got coming up in January. We've got shattered lives. We've got Past Sins, which I believe marks, at least for Arrow, the directorial debut of our good friend, David Ramsey. Uh, oh, shit. Cool. And then we have Emerald Archer, uh, episode 12. So a lot to look forward to in the back half of Arrow. Thank you so much for all of you for reading along with us here. We really <laughs> appreciate your support. I've got to go put these guys back in their correct bodies and everything. So, you know, bear with us a little bit. But hey. Have a I, we're we're delighted that you have stayed with us through 2018. We look forward to producing this show for you next year. And uh, yeah, I would like to thank my my co-host Guy English. John, oh, that's John. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting to see. Yeah, I gave you a respond. spot there, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Now that he's put us back, uh, John, I'd like to thank you for cracking me up. All the speedy Aircast is also brought to you by halsey taylor uh makers of the toilets in uh, the pipeline <laughs> uh that was my j- joke john <laughs> stole my, stole my I'm guy well they- i'm guy remember <laughs> uh, i can do the ad reads i've already forgotten who i already uh said goodbye to so the other one of you john Moltzer, guy english whoever you are <laughs> thank you for being here yeah, and that, that time nobody responds. That's great. You guys are on fire tonight. Yeah, dun, 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 readers, dun, thank dun, you dun, all dun. for listening along, and we will see you next year. I got out of that one somewhere. I got out of that. <laughs> Keep this bit because I got out of that one. It's pretty funny. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>